Hello. Hey, Matt. How you doing? It's Mark and AJ from Sports Talk New York. How are you this evening? Good. How are you guys? We're great. And you know what? As the free agent market opened today, I thought it would be a great idea uh, okay. to get before Marion Gabrick and before Donald Brashear, okay. the Rangers' most recent, most important free agent signing, okay. which would have been the Hobie Baker Award winner, Long Island's own Matt Gilroy. So welcome to the show, Matt. <laughs> I'm off. I'm not important to chat to those guys right now. <laughs> well, you know what? You know, you take a look at what the Rangers are building, and I think you are a bit, you know, you, you might be a little modest here because I think you are a very big part of the Rangers' plan because, as they say, there is strength in numbers, and the Rangers are now stockpiling young, high, you know, high level, high ceiling defensemen. You like know, Donald Brashear. Not Donald Brashear. Well, you know. No, but you have, you, have, <laughs> you, have, you have Matt Gilroy, you have. Uh, Michael Delzato, you have Bobby okay. Saganetti, you, you have uh, the guy Ryan Darty that they just got okay. from the Canadians. So I think you are a big part of the plan. So I want to thank you first off for, for taking time tonight because I, I know that you're in the middle of the prospect camp, and from everything I hear, that's been pretty grueling. What's the, the week been like for you so far? Well, it's been pretty tough. You know, uh, Coach Tortorella came in and he wanted to run, run a certain way, and and we're the first people to go through it, but uh, it's been a good experience, and uh, you know it's going to really help me and the other guys. Hopefully, come who get invited into main camp and uh, what's expected of us. Now, of any, uh, I always, I always pronounce this wrong. Of any, Grachev is one of the Rangers' top offensive prospects in camp. Can you give the Ranger fans a quick uh, scouting report on him? <laughs> He's a big boy, I'll tell you that. Uh, he's big, he can move, and uh, he's got some real good hands. And uh, watching him play has been fun this week. And you know, I, I didn't understand, I didn't know how big he was actually going to be, but on the ice, he's, a, he's big and he can move. And you know, I think he can be a, a good player one day. Are there, are there any other players that stand out in your mind in this camp? I know that you have the first round pick, Chris Kreider's in camp, as well as Ryan Bork. Is there anything that you know jumps off the the page to you for those guys? be honest with you, we really haven't been doing much of uh, playing hockey, really. It's been a more of conditioning and, you know, meeting guys, meeting, you know, the weight trainers and the, the managers and whatnot. And it hasn't really, we haven't been playing hockey yet. I think we did a little today, but it was just a little drill, so I can't give you an honest opinion. But uh, you know, I, we can certainly skate because that's all we've been doing. So there's a lot of good skaters out there. Now, it's interesting, too, because you came out of the NCAA championship. You were a free agent, an undrafted free agent. So you had your choice of the entire NHL landscape, many suitors out there for you. Uh, when you sat down to decide what team you were going to, how did you size up that? Was it? Did you look to see where you thought you might get to the NHL quickest? Did you look to see what, you know, how did you go about mapping out which team you wanted to go to? Um, well, I... I was in a unique situation compared to a lot of kids coming out of college because of how old I am, and it uh, was pretty easy for me to narrow down the list real quick when uh, you know we asked for the one-way deal, and only a few teams were able to do that, were willing to do that, and you know the Rangers came down to that list, and then it they came down to my short list within I don't know a day or two after I got down to just the one-way deals, and then I, then you look at the possibilities of where you can get in right away, the, the way the team plays and the coaching staff and the organization and the location and what, what's closer to my family is my family would be around 
because, uh, you know, I have a big uh, family that I am very close with that I like having around, and there's so many options to go around, but then there's also options, you know, you want to get in there and play right away, and, you know, hopefully that can happen with the Rangers. I have a lot of work to do in this next two months to get ready for camp, but you know, I'm very happy with my decision. Well, that one-way contract also, in some respects, it kind of gives you the inkling that they, you know, because that's going to go against the cap, correct? Even if you are down, you know, in the minors, if you're at Hartford, that still goes against the cap. And in today's NHL, that's a pretty hefty number to be down in Hartford, correct? Yeah, I mean, I'm very pleased with the Rangers. They gave me an opportunity, and they stepped up, and they believe in me. And you know, I just got to go out there and show that I can do it and uh, make the team and hopefully come in and contribute. So now you go from being a walk-on for, for BU to being their captain. How did that process evolve, and how did your game improve from high school to that point where you were a walk-on at BU? Well, I think the biggest thing is I finally grew. Um, it took me forever to grow. I was just a very, very late bloomer. I'm talking I was 18, and I was still around 5'7", five, 5'8". Five, so I had, uh, when you're that little, it teaches you different things, how to play the game differently, and I think... You know, my skill set got better and better, but just my, I couldn't keep up with the size because I was such a little kid, and uh, it really affected me. But, you know, it taught me how to work hard and taught me that uh, everything I was going to get, I was going to have to earn. And that was the biggest lesson I learned going to BU is, you know, I, I wasn't promised anything. I had to go in there and earn it. And uh, if I did that, they would give me the opportunity and, you know, wasn't for BU, I don't know if uh, I'd be here today, you know, at the Rangers prospect camp. But, uh, you know, they gave me a shot and let me move back to defense. And Coach Parker being a defensive oriented coach and me just being a forward back there, just kind of wheeling around, he really taught me, uh, you know, what defense was and to take pride in playing defense and protecting your defensive zone. And I've learned so much from him. And, you know, I really have to thank him for basically giving me a shot when no one else would and opening a lot of doors for me. Now, your senior year experience had to be amazing. To, to win the championship, obviously, as a senior, through the four years where, you, if I'm not mistaken, you guys were pretty close in your freshman year until you got blown out you know, by BC, of all, all teams, in the regional final. So that, combined with the fact that your brother was also a freshman and on the team as well, had to be an amazing experience for you. Can, can you tell our audience a little bit about that? Yeah, we actually my uh, one of my roommates was at camp and we at a different camp. We were talking about it, and you know, you meet guys at camp and whatnot. And you know, I met a kid who played in Wisconsin in our camp, and he, the first thing he said, "You guys only lost six games last last year," and that the college is unbelievable. We only lost six games, and the team we had and the talent we had. But the best part about the team was the work ethic that we'd had, and we would push each other and. I think that's why when it came down to crunch time at the end of the game and the national championship, we were able to pull it out because, you know, we were willing to go to work for each other and the experience, I, <laughs> I don't think you can write a better ending to four years for the seniors at the U this year. It was, uh, we won every championship we could win that year and we left national champions. And that's pretty special, leaving college hockey, you know, winning your last game not many people get to do that, and uh, we're able to say that we won our last college hockey game. Now, the BC-BU rivalry should, pay, pr should prepare you fairly well for the Islander-Ranger rivalry. 
Um, from what I've seen, that's a pretty nasty rivalry, which rivals you know, some of the toughest ones in professional yeah. sport. What's it like from being on the inside of that rivalry? Uh, it's, it's the best, you know. Uh, you wait and you wait for that week to come when it's BC week and, you know, you get through that next, the, the weekend before and then Monday comes and you show up to practice and you know it's BC week at the end of that week and, you know, when you come to play, you know they're going to come to play and you know the physical part's going to be there and, you know, all the hype in the crowd will be there and, all the scouts and whatnot will pour in to watch because you know it's going to be fireworks. And, you know, playing in those games is some of the best memories I have in college. Now, you know, you look at right now the landscape of the NHL, and more and more guys from Long Island are making their way in to the newly acquired, you know, and future teammate of yours, Chris Higgins, Mike Kamazarek, Eric Nystrom, all playing in the NHL. Two kids, you know, that I coached and AJ Sun played with as well, got drafted by the Sharks last season the uh, Daniels Twins. Uh, you think we're going to see more guys coming out of Long Island in the next five to ten years? And what do you attribute the, the sudden growth of hockey on Long Island to? If uh, more and more kids are going to Lexi and Ikiflora, uh, I think you'll see a lot more uh, Long Island kids coming. If, uh, you know, Alexei has taught me, Mike, and Chris, and I owe everything to him, what he's taught me. They didn't see this teach me to play forward, to be a goal scorer, to be a playmaker, to be a shutdown defenseman. He just taught me how to play hockey and all aspects of it, from on the ice to off the ice. And he's been unbelievable, the best coach. And, you know, he's a friend. He's almost like a family member to me now of what he's done. That's how he approaches it with all his kids that come skate with him and show him the respect that he He's rightfully deserved, and what he does in his training and coaching is uh, pretty unbelievable. So I credit him. I, I I think other guys would credit him too. Did he work with uh, with Kasparitis, or is he – where is he out of? Is he Superior or the Rinks or uh... – He works out of Hot Pot. Now, he uh, – and uh, back in – when he was over in Lithuania, he taught Darius Kasparitis and Daniel Zubris and – you know, then he came over here to make a better living for his family and whatnot, and you know, he's set up at the rinks, and he's been there since, and he just can produce hockey players. I mean, he just knows the game in and out, and he knows how to coach, and he has a true passion for it, and you know, that's what he does best. Uh, I'm pretty sure that during the lockout, he worked over here at Superior with Casparitis a bit, yeah. too, to keep Darius in shape, you know, you know yeah. for the post-lockout yeah. you know, games. Um, you're also named All-American for the third time, uh, joining Rick Mahar and Chris Drury as Boston's only three-time All-Americans. What did that honor mean to you, and does it hold any more significance knowing that when training camp opens in September, if things remain the same, Chris Drury is going to be in the same locker room with you as a teammate? <laughs> yeah, I mean, winning that three times is uh, pretty special. It's uh... You know, only a few guys been able to do it, but uh, I think a lot more kids in college hockey would have been able to do it if they stayed as long as I did. Uh, you know, guys left early. You know, like a Tom Poley or Mike Greer, they would have been able, but, you know, they took the opportunity, went, and they ran with it. But uh, it's been pretty cool. And Chris, through my whole experience, was through the finals, he would call the team and tell Coach what he thought, you know, just give some advice and congratulate. And then when I won the Hobie and – I signed with the Rangers. He was a big part of that. Just called me and told me what his experience was in the NHL and you know who, where he's been and his thoughts. And 
you know, going in there, knowing that he's going to be in training camp with me and, you know, just knowing the guy he t- type of guy he is, hopefully he'll help me out. And it'll be nice, you know, just to bounce questions off him as uh, you know, hopefully my pro career gets started. So for the Ranger fans that don't know much about Matt Gilroy, let's get a little scouting report from you in your own words. Uh, thank God for the new NHL game. It's all transition game because, uh, you know, that's really where I like to play. I like to, you know, hopefully just stop the play and jump right in the transition. If it's in the neutral zone, jump in or, you know, breaking it out and jumping in the play. I, I really like to jump in and find the seams and whatnot and, you know, it's defense is still a little new position to me. I've only been playing it for four years, but uh, getting better and better at it. And you know, I'm very reliable in my own zone. I'm not going to make a huge hit or anything, but you know, I'm going to join the rush and get the offense started. So then, when you were out there in the streets of Belmore, or I assume at New Ridge Skating Rink, as a kid, which player were you like skating around in your head? Who did you envision yourself? What was the guy you looked up to when you were a kid? And uh, if we're going back to Newbridge Road, where I first started playing, it was uh, Pat LaFontaine. Uh, actually, Pat came down. He was the first pro. He, uh, we were running a clinic down there, and he came out, and he skated with us. And I still have a signature in our house. I still have it. You know, to Maddie, best of luck, Pat LaFontaine. It's a big poster board, and I still have that. And I still remember going on the ice, and, yeah, you just think, you know, he was the first NHL guy I ever got to skate with, and, the memory that I always have. I mean, I was seven or six, six or seven years old, and I still remember it. It's pretty funny because you know, on the current Ranger team, uh, two years ago, they would always show a picture of a young Brandon Dubinsky who went to a clinic that was run by Yarmir Yager. So you saw like a, a probably like a nine-year-old Dubinsky with at that point, you know, probably twenty-six, twenty-seven-year-old Yager, and then they would teammates. later on become yeah. teammates. So it is wild to, to come full circle like that. And you know, Pat LaFontaine is certainly a, a good uh, role model, especially his work ethic w- was beyond reproach in the NHL. What current NHL defenseman, even though you've only been playing the position for four years, do you think you you know if people saw you know were pretty similar to your type game? I've been told I play a little like different players here and there, like a Ron Hainsey from Atlanta or the Matt Niskanen from Dallas or Tommy Gilbert from Edmonton. And I have a little Dan Boyle in me, but you know, I I have to, you know, I, it's not fair to them to me be compared to them or, or me want to be compared to them. I got to be able to prove my own and make my uh, name for myself and go out there and just. You know, show a different brand of hockey, and you know, I'm not killing thing of hockey, and I'm just excited to get started. Yeah, there's a pretty good defenseman, especially Dan Boyle. Wow, if, if we, you know, if you could fulfill some of that for the Rangers, I, I think they'd be very, very happy. Uh, speaking uh, of Boyle, um, you know, you know Brian Boyle. I think you have some sort of tie to Brian as well, or did you play against him at one point? Uh, yeah, we've. Uh, he was in the BUBC rivalry for a few <laughs> years with me, but. Uh, yeah, we grew up, so he was in Massachusetts, so we played against each other, and we maybe played a few select teams and whatnot, but in the summers, we see each other, we skate and whatnot, and, you know, it's exciting that he's coming over, another face to know on, on uh, come training camp, and, you know, another guy just to go through the experience with, uh, which will be real nice. He's also a very big boy, too. You, you talk about crab check. I mean, Brian Boyle is... Uh, he crab check has got nothing on Brian Boyle. <laughs> Brian Boyle's a big boy. He's huge. <laughs> he is huge. And he actually has good hands for a big man, too. 
he could move, he can shoot, and you know he makes he makes plays, and and he's what six seven, six six. six yeah, six seven. Uh, I think two sixty is yeah. <laughs> yeah, he yeah, he's that big. Yeah, yeah. yeah, those aren't big numbers. Uh, last question before I let you go, because I know you must be exhausted. Um, yeah, every season I always try and, and pick a guy that I'm going to get yeah, my, my new range of jersey, and jersey. there's tons, as AJ will attest. You can walk in this there's, room, and they're all over the place. So if I was to go and get myself a new range of jersey, would it be safe to put a number 97 on it? Uh, yeah, hopefully. It's, uh, you know, it's a promise that I made that I'm going to uh, keep with, and as long as you know I make the team and whatnot, and I'm, I'm sure they're going to let me wear it, and and you know, can, hopefully can, I get there because it was a promise, and I got to keep that promise and keep moving forward with it. And uh, if I get to see that, it'll be a pretty special day to see that number on a Rangers uh, uniform. Could you explain to our viewers what what the number ninety seven, the significance of the number ninety seven for you is? Uh well, I had a my brother Timmy, unfortunately passed away, and when we were younger, we showed up at the rink. For our first, uh, I think it was a Mike team, and only guy we knew was Wayne Gretzky, so we all won 99, but that was the first number take, taken, so I was the older one, so I got 98, and then Timmy took 97, and the uh, day he passed away, I made a promise to my mom that uh, you know, I'd always bring bring his number and uh, wear, it, wear it on my back in honor of him and take it as far as he would have taken it, because uh, he was a very special kid, and you know, growing up, you you always played on teams where they just gave you jerseys or whatnot. So I'd always try and grab the the number seven or the number nine. And you know, finally I got to be you. I was able to ask Coach Parker if I could wear it, and you know, he's never let a kid wear numbers like that. He only had one other case like that where he did, and you know, he was willing to, and he understood what it meant to me and my family, and you know, he let that happen. And I'm sure the Rangers will let that happen too if it gets to there. And uh, I can't wait for that. That'll be a special day if I get to see that. Well, as I told you, I am a season ticket holder, and I am yeah. looking forward to the day. And I don't know if I'm even going to wait for a Ranger jersey. Yeah, I think I'm going to search eBay tonight for a, a, a BU jersey um, because it really it, – it, it is an Check honor. Check the bookstore. They probably have it on sale is, this time of year. That maybe. Maybe yeah. the BU bookstore. Yeah. But it, that – you know, it does bring added significance, and that's why AJ is not. AJ's been kind of quiet through this whole interview, man. I have to explain. He's the hockey that, guy. That AJ you know, was a former sports editor of Newsday. He was at the Rangers Stanley Cup winning game, which he still says one of his biggest thrills. But he's not a hockey guy. Mark, um, Mark's the hockey guy. But the reason, <laughs> but the reason why I love hockey is for stories like this, because this is the type. Hockey players are like this, and th- th- okay. that that jersey, that number is a special number, and I- I'm looking forward to seeing number 97 out on the ice at the Garden Mat. And uh, again, I appreciate it because I know that you know this week has been tough, lots of skating. I can only imagine you know yeah. your legs feel well, like. Hopefully, I survive this week, and uh, <laughs> then we can move on from that. I just gotta get got two more days left, so hopefully, I survive. All right, well, Matt, okay. survive those two. Have a great Fourth of July weekend. Uh, even better story. You're right. I grew up in Seaford. You're right there in Belmore, so it's a, a good story. And you got, you know, Christopher Higgins, Smithtown. I live now in Comac, so it's uh, Rangers are looking don't, good don't this year. Don't Jim Pavese from Kings Park. Well, Jim Pavese is not playing anymore. Well, you know, <laughs> well, he's from here. Yeah. All right, Matt. Thanks so much. All right. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. All right, Matt Gilroy, uh, Ranger prospect. Okay.